Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Forever broadcast. I'm your host, Matt Perry. Join us weekly as we explore the golden era of American radio through the dramas, westerns, mysteries, and comedies that shaped the golden age. Be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on all of the podcast directories that you may use. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Old Time Radio Forever. Your host, Matt Perry here. As I said yesterday, trying to get more episodes out for our loyal listeners. Thank you so much for being a fan of Old Time Radio Forever. It is a joy to be able to share my love of classic radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, westerns with you. Today, we go back to 1944. William Bendix, who has starred in many motion pictures throughout the 30s, 40s, and 50s, most memorably, for me at least, when he starred in Kill the Umpire, a baseball comedy farce where he was a typical Brooklynite yelling at the men in blue. Bendix also used his very unique voice to star in a decade-long radio program known as The Life of Riley. The Life of Riley is really interesting throughout its history. It moves from the East Coast in New York, and eventually during the war years and at the, ta- at the end of the run of the program, it moves to California. Riley gets defense work, and the family stays in California. This episode comes from the first season of Life of Riley, from September of 1944, it's called Making Each Other Jealous on Old Time Radio Forever. Here he is, folks. You howled at him when he played the Marine in Wake Island. You cried with him in Lifeboat, Hollywood's magnificent mug. Looks ain't everything. Brains is important, too. Now, take me. I got more brains in my little finger than I got in my whole head. <laughs> in the life of Riley. Tonight and every Sunday night, the American Meat Institute, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, presents the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The meat people of America providing a great food for a great nation. This year, your meatpacking industry will probably process about 90 million hogs, the greatest number in history. That's a lot of pork, America. But our fighting forces and our folks at home will need it all. And now, the life of Riley. After a month of living in a little rented houseboat, the Rileys are back in their little bungalow in town. It's Sunday, war worker Riley's day off. The brilliant California sunshine is streaming into the living room of their bungalow where we find Riley sprawled out on a mohair couch. Riley? Riley? Oh, uh, Dumplin'. Uh... Are you going to waste the whole day just lying around here? Huh? Oh, no, no, of course not. I, I got lots to do. I, I'm going places. Mm, where, for instance? Well, uh, first I'm going out in the backyard and sit around for a while. and Then I'm going next door to Little Waldo Benny's and sit around there for a while. And Then I'm going over to the BPLA clubhouse and sit around there for a while. And By that time, I'll be pretty tired out, so I'll come home here and sit around for a while. <laughs> well, that's a fine way to spend your day off. 
Well, what else is there to do, Dumpler? Well, I thought that as long as the children will be at the beach until eight, I sort of thought the two of us might make a night of it. You know, go out to dinner, take in a movie. Oh, movies. They're too crowded on Sunday nights. We always have to wait in the lobby, and I can't sleep standing up. (laughs) Riley, you never want to go. I'm afraid you're getting old. Well, Hello? Uh, Mrs. Riley? Yeah, yeah, she's here. Who's, who's, who's calling? Mr. Monahan? Well, well, just a minute. Thank you. <laughs> For you, it's a gentleman friend there, Mr. Monahan. <laughs> Monahan? I don't know any Monahan. Uh, hello? Oh, yes, this is Peggy. Well, who is it, please? Peggy? Hey, what is this? Sidney Monahan! Well, of all people! Dear, it's Sidney Monahan. You know, Butch from Brooklyn. Butch? That foul ball from Ebbetsfield? <laughs> Why, of course I remember you, Sidney. <laughs> A girl doesn't forget an old flame. Uh, what's he calling you for? Shh! Why, it's wonderful to hear from you again, Sidney. Tell me all about yourself. Oh, uh, just a minute. Um, Riley, I, I think the coffee's boiling over in the kitchen. Will you go and see, dear? No, 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 it ain't. I turned the gas off. You... <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here, Sydney. Yes, I'm listening. You didn't. Oh, you're a darling. Darling? Hey, Peg, I'm the only darling around here. <laughs> oh, be quiet. Uh, oh, oh, no, no, not you, Sydney. Ah, uh, <laughs> Oh, go on with your butchie. <laughs> you always wear a fresh thing. <laughs> Tell them about Babs and Junior, our two children. Tell them. <laughs> oh, now, you shouldn't say things like that, Sydney. <laughs> Remember, I'm an old married woman now. Right, uh, Peg, the, the, the coffee's boiling over. Hang up on this. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, that's just my husband. Just my husband. Hang up, Peg. I'm expecting a call. Get that phone. Why, of course I want to see you before you leave. Tonight? Well, I I think so. I haven't got anything planned. Yes, I I think I can make it. All right, call me later, Sidney. Goodbye. Uh, uh, what? Oh, oh, surely. Oh, he wants to talk to you, dear. I I, I ain't got nothing to say to that guy, and I don't want to hear it. Riley, don't be rude. Just say hello to him. Uh, well, well, okay, give me the phone. Hello, Monahan. Nice to hear from you. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> Might have been a little more polite. That big ape. Remember when he tried to flirt with you before we was married? I had to punch him in the nose. I ain't forgotten that. Dear, it was Butch who punched you in the nose. Uh, I ain't forgotten that either. <laughs> Anyway, that was 18 years ago. I'm sure Butch has no grudge against you. Well, he should have. I took you away from him, didn't I? (laughs) Why, Riley, I I believe you're still jealous of Butch. Jealous? Jealous? Me? (laughs) Hey, Peg, what was that about seeing him tonight, Butch? Well, he wants us to come over and talk about old times. He's going back to Brooklyn tomorrow. I ain't going to see him. I got nothing to talk about. Oh, Riley, you're acting like a schoolboy. There's only one thing I got to say to Butch Monahan, and it's the same thing Horace Greeley said. Go east. <laughs> but, Riley, after all, Butch... I don't want to hear another word in that final. Riley, you're... And just... I ain't jealous. <laughs> 
Uh, hello, Waldo. You, uh, taking the air? Oh, I think I'm getting it. <laughs> I don't understand. Tell me, Waldo, how, how long you've been married? Five years. Five long years. <laughs> Five long years too long. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe you can help me, Waldo. I, I, I got a problem on my head. It's, it, it's about marriage and women, you know. Well, you've come to the right man. Yeah. Oh, I'm quite an authority on the female of the species. There's three of them living in my house. Three? Yeah. My wife, my wife's aunt, and her French poodle. <laughs> oh, I learned a lot studying them. Oh, well, then maybe you can advise me. Only forget what you learned from the French poodle. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, what's the problem? Well, this morning, uh, Butch Monahan, an old, old boyfriend of Peg's from Brooklyn, yeah. has the nerve to call up and ask to see her. My wife. Aha, uh -huh. and you're jealous. Jealous? Me? No, th th this guy don't mean a thing to Peg as long as she's got me. She likes me lots better than most of the men she knows. <laughs> I I'm not jealous, no. Riley, you aren't deceiving me. You're worried. No, I, I ain't worried. Uh, only Peg shouldn't have been so happy when she heard his voice. She hears my voice every day, and she's never that happy. <laughs> Mr. Riley, I'm afraid that you don't understand women. You know, there's an art to making a woman happy. Well, sure there is. You don't have to tell me. You fix them up in a little house, lots of closet space. You tell them they're the best cooks in the world and flip your pay envelope every week. What more does a woman want? Uh-huh. Riley, I'm going to be brutally frank. I see it's happened to you, just as it's happened to millions of other husbands. Why? You take your wife for granted. Who? Me? Hmm? A woman doesn't like to be chained to the stove all the time. She likes her husband to take her out and show her a good time. Well, I take Peg out for a good time every Saturday night regular. I take her to watch me bowl. <laughs> Doesn't she find that a little dull? No, well, when she gets bored watching the match, she takes out her knit, knit, needle and knits me socks. Ah, uh, bowling. Socks. Didn't you ever take her out to dinner at a swell restaurant, a show, dancing? Sure, dozens of times. And then we got married. <laughs> well, that's just it. Now, what about after marriage? Uh, now, you know, women are romantic creatures. They like attention. Uh, little courtesies, flattery. They want to be courted constantly. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know what, Waldo? No. I've been taking Peg for granted. Yeah. Waldo, you don't think that maybe Peg don't love me no more? Oh, I wouldn't say that, no. No, I... no. but it could happen if you don't change your attitude. Yeah, I guess. You're right. I'm changing my whole personality. During the day, I'll be Riley the Riveter, but at night, I'm Riley the Romeo. I don't like this. Oh. Oh, it's you. Yeah. I thought you'd gone to your BPLA meeting. No, Dumplin. The Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles can wait. First, I, uh... First, I wanted to see you, Dumplin. Oh. What's that you're holding behind your back? Oh. 
Just some roses I bought. Who's sick? <laughs> Nobody's sick. I, I bought them for you. you Here. For, for me? Why, Riley, I... Five dollars worth of American beauty. Oh, my... Well, they're, they're lovely, dear, but, but why oh, on earth... There's a card there. Here. Read what it says. Oh, please. Um, American beauties for the queen of America's beauties. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic, huh? <laughs> oh, Riley, you're a darling. All right, that ain't all. I, I got something in my other hand. Here. A two-and-a-half-buck box of McGuire's French bonbons. Oh, bonbons? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Roddy, I, I just don't know what to say. Well, now, don't say nothing. Just pucker up. That's on account. On account of I love you. And there's lots more where that came from, Peggy Pie. Peggy Pie. <laughs> Why, dear... Oh, you haven't called me that in years. Remember the first time I called you that? Of course I did. We were standing looking in the window of Dingle's Bakery. <laughs> All of a sudden, it, it, it popped into my head. Peggy Pie. I, I don't know what made me think of it. <laughs> oh, dear, I really appreciate the flowers and bonbons, but what's the occasion? I don't need no occasion to be nice to my wife. I, I ain't like a million other husbands. I'm the romantic type. I believe in courting the girl you love before, during, and after marriage. <laughs> well, dear, you... You've made me very happy. Oh, well, now I better get started on our supper. Uh -huh, no, no, nothing to it. No wife of mine is going to bend over a hot stove if I can help it. Uh. Mm -hmm. Silly, I've been doing it for 18 years. I, <laughs> I know, but tonight that stove deserves a rest. I, 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 I mean, you... <laughs> So tonight, I'm taking you out. Now, that's a promise. Oh, dear, that's wonderful. I I've been dying to step out. Well, it's all set. As soon as I get back from my lodge meeting, we'll get going. Taxis, restaurants, shows, dancing. I'm shooting the work. I got $4 that's burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> all right, gang, start the meeting. Your next president's here. Hey, Riley, you're late. I can me has been waiting for you. Come on, we gotta go. Yeah, wait, well, well, wait a minute, Snooker. Where are we going? What, what, what about the meeting? Well, the meeting was a jump before it started. We're going to a party at Sheik Evans's place. What do you mean? Sheik's in the army. He's in Burma or something. He was. He just flew into town just for a couple of hours. He's throwing a big spread for all the guys. Sure, now. let's get going. Wait a minute now. Don't confuse my brain. What time will we get back from the Sheik? Oh, three, four in the morning. Who cares? Come on, let's well, scram. Okay, but I've I got to go home first and get my wife. I'll no, dames, Riley. This is strictly stag. Oh, well, then I can't go. You I, gotta I... go. Everybody's gone. Sure, after all, it was Sheik who started the BPLA, but now you're running for president of the lodge. It's your duty. Uh, yeah, I, I know, but I already got an important date. So with who? With, uh, uh, with, with my wife. I, I got a date with my wife. Did you have any trouble getting it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Since when is taking the missus out a date? Sure, you can take her out any time. Sure, call it off. No, I, I can't do sure that. Sure you cause... can. I had a date with my missus, but I called it off. Just like that? You... Yeah. I gave her 22 cents to go to the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I dumped my ball and chain with the in-laws. Let them suffer for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know, but I, I'm different from you guys. You guys take your wives for granted. I, I can't call it off. I... Why, are you afraid of your conscience? Oh, my conscience ain't said a word to me. 
I run my own business. Now phone up your wife. Go on, you're scared. No, I ain't scared. What a character. Scared of his own wife. Yeah. Yeah. And Peck Riley. Yeah. Now, wait a minute now. Cut it out, fellas. You got me wrong. I wear the pants in my house. Yeah, Don't give us that. In my house, what I say goes. All right, then. Phone the missus up and say you ain't taking her out. Well, sure, okay. I'll phone her. I'll show you guys. Hey, Riley, where you going? I'm going downstairs to use the phone. What for? Her. We got a phone right here, and it's free, too. Uh, oh, yeah. I love phone. That's the way. And don't take no fun answer. Uh, you just leave it to me. I'll be putty in her hand. Hello? Oh, hello, Dumplin. <laughs> Get a load of that Dumplin. Dumplin. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, hello, Margaret. Oh, is that you, dear? Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you a bulletin from the Blue Network newsroom in Los Angeles. American warships frustrated a Japanese attempt to reinforce their beleaguered forces on Peleliu Island. The Americans destroyed a Jap convoy of 14 vessels, some of them carrying men and equipment. The Japanese losses were heavy. This bulletin came to you from the Blue Network newsroom in Los Angeles. Girls, 
Hey, wait a minute. I thought this was a stake. Well, that was the idea about a half hour ago, but five of my fiancés dropped in to say goodbye. Well, what are we waiting for? Sure, come on in. The joint's jumping. Lead the way, Sheik. Hey, Riley. What are you staying out there for? I, I, I just want to put my shoelace up. Well, don't uh, take all night. Okay, I'll be right there. Uh, well, I can't stay here all night tying and untying a shoelace. Guess I'd better go in. Riley, wait. Riley, don't go in there. Uh, why shouldn't I go in there? Riley, listen to me. I'm your conscience. Yeah, I know. Leave me alone, will you? The last time you was around, I was filling out my income tax. <laughs> yes, I had to put up quite a battle for that 65 cents. Well, beat it. I'm going into the party. The guys are waiting for me. Go Riley, on. what about Peg? You promised to take her out, didn't you? Yeah, but... Tonight, you said. Well, I'll take her out tomorrow night. You know you're going bowling tomorrow. Bowling? Yeah, but that's only so I'll keep healthy, so I can work, so I can support Peg. Is that the only reason you bowl? Uh, well, I'm also crazy about bowling. Poor Peg. She works so hard. What did you ever do to make her life easier? Well, I bought her an iron and a vacuum cleaner and a washing machine tonight. And didn't I even show her how to use them? And is that payment for years of devotion? Well... Are you grateful or are you a rat? I'm a grateful rat. <laughs> yell at her over the phone? No. Is it right to go to this party where there are strange women? Well, I was forced into it. Yeah, that's it. I was forced into it. Don't be a weakling. Go home before it's too late. Home to your Peggy Pie. That's it. I'll go home. I'll go right now. Goodbye. I'm coming with you. Well, hello. Where are you going, big boy? Ah, uh, Hello. <laughs> Goodbye, I'm going home. I can't. Oh, what's your hurry? The party's just starting. Come on over, big boy. Well, I, I really ought to be going. You're awfully shy, aren't you? Oh, uh, you better let go of my hands. My conscience won't like it. <laughs> oh, you're a string. Come on, sit down here. Don't sit down, Riley. <laughs> no, I... I don't think I'd better, miss. I, I gotta go. Oh, okay. don't go yet. My name's Lorraine, but all my boyfriends call me Cuddles. <laughs> well, my name's Riley, but all my boyfriends call me Riley. <laughs> I really gotta be going. Why? I just, Where did you get such nice, wavy hair? Just, it came with the head. <laughs> I was a big, strong man like you are. Why? So I could show a weak, helpless girl like me how strong I was. Riley. Miss uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, Cuddles, will you please let go of my hand? Why? Don't you like girls? No, only, only when I'm married. Oh, gee, you're a fast worker. Is this a proposal, honey? Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. Something you don't understand. I, I'm already married to a girl. Married? Yeah, I've been for 18 years. I, I got two kids. You want to see their pictures? I think. Well, yes, you uh, have your nerve coming out uh, here and flirting with me, uh, you bigamist. Well, I did not flirt with you. I only flirt with my wife. I know her personally. Oh. <laughs> the idea of wasting my time. You should be ashamed of yourself, you with a wife. Stop, look, Miss. Ah, no uh, way. 
getting so a nice girl isn't safe these days. Well, Miss Kitty. Oh. <laughs> Riley, you should have gone home when I told you. Oh, how could I go? I ain't got no car. There are buses running. It's three miles to the bus stop. You can walk to the bus. Okay, okay, I'll walk to the bus. Now leave me alone. I'll never leave you alone. I'm getting on that bus with you. Okay, then you'll pay your own fare. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Sweetheart. Uh, Peggy Pie had the... Dumplin'. Dumplin'. Peg! She won't answer. Shut up, conscience. Peg, where are you? She isn't here. Well, go on. She'll be back soon. She must be visiting with the binny. There are no lights in the binny house. Maybe the fuse is blew out. You? You know where she is. Well, she, she must have gone to the movies. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Well, sure. I'll just sit down and wait until she gets back. But suppose she didn't go to the movies. Suppose she kept that date with Butch Monahan. No. She wouldn't. My peg ain't interested in Butch. She, uh, this is address. She wrote it on the telephone pad. She did go to Butch Monahan. Why shouldn't she act the way you talked to her on the phone? I never knew I was such a brute. Don't stand there. Do something. Yeah. I'm going to this Butch Monahan and tell him off. I once punched him in the nose and I can do it again. It was Butch who punched you in the nose. Yeah, and he can do it again. <laughs> I ain't afraid of you, Butch Monahan. Get out of my way before you break every bone in my body. What? I said, oh, why, it's Riley. Uh, what about it? The same old sorehead. Uh, Always looking for a punch in the nose. Monahan, I didn't come here to munch words. There's only one thing I want to know. Is my wife in there? Sure. Then step outside. What? Is something wrong? Uh, why, Riley, what are you doing here? I... Peg, get your coat. I'm taking you out of here. Oh, now, Riley, don't be rude. Yeah, stop being yourself. Come on in. The miss is just making some coffee. Peg. Oh, he's got you making him coffee. Oh, no, not me, dear. Mrs. Monahan. Well, you can tell Mrs. Monahan that I don't want the... Uh, uh, Mrs. Monahan? Shh, you wake the kids. Uh, children? Sure. Didn't Peg tell you I was married to the most beautiful dame in the USA? And I got three beautiful kids. Well, I tried to tell Riley this morning, but he was a little upset. You're married, huh, Butch? Well, gee, that's swell. <laughs> did you did you marry a Brooklyn girl? No, nah, she was born in Manhattan. But she's taken out her first paper. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on in and park yourself. We'll chew the facts. Okay, Butch. We'll, we'll be in in a minute. I. I just want to talk to Peg out here private like you sure, don't mind. Sure, sure, for... but don't take too long. No, we're... Get cold. Okay, we'll be... Uh, Dumplin', are you mad at me? Oh, what for, dear? For the way I spoke to you on the phone like a roughneck. That ain't like me, Peg. Oh, you didn't fool me. I heard the boys teasing you while you were on the phone, and, well, after you hung up, I just put two and two together and realized what happened. Gee, Dumplin', you're the smartest wife I ever had. <laughs> oh, I wasn't so smart After 18 years, I ought to know how you really feel about me No matter what you say That's right, Dumplin' 
Always remember, no matter what happens, no matter what I say, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot in my head for you. <laughs> Don't go away, folks. The Rileys will be right back. This is a report to Housewives from your meat industry on what you may expect these days in the way of meat for your meal. Now, for instance, pork, so plentiful a few short weeks ago, is not as readily available now. The reason that pork is now scarce is that the government has had to set aside approximately one-third of the supply for military use. On the other hand, 600 million pounds of beef and veal were produced in August alone, largest production of any month on record. And even though a recent government order sets aside 60% of the top grades of beef for military and lend-lease use, beef or veal is still your best present bet for meat on the table. Fewer fancy roasts and steaks, certainly, but plenty of lean, no-point beef. So we suggest when you think of meat these days, think of those substantial twist steaks and pot roasts, those savory beef stews, those glistening short ribs, those handy meatloafs and hamburgers, those fine-flavored loin-end steaks. In other words, the brazing cuts of beef. Or how about veal birds bulging with tasty dressing? Remember, all cuts of meat are highly nutritious, containing essential, highest quality protein. Meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. All statements regarding the nutritional value of meat made on this program are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. Hey, hey. What is it, dear? <laughs> Did you hear that crack which Monaghan made? <laughs> he said he married the most beautiful girl in the USA. He means he almost married her, only I beat him to it. <laughs> oh, go on. Dublin, do me a favor. What? Give me a kiss. Well... All right. Now listen to me, Riley. <laughs> ah, beat it, conscience. This is one time I ain't listening to you. <laughs> Folks, this is William Bendix reminding you that tomorrow is the start of the vitally important campaign to raise $250 million for the National War Fund. The dollars we give will buy books and tools for American war prisoners. We'll go to help the wives and children of servicemen who are alone at home. To buy food for a war-walking child abroad. And there are a thousand other channels into which our help will flow to aid those who need it desperately. Those far less fortunate than we are. So tomorrow, let's all give generously to something that makes us all proud to be part of America. The National War Fund. Thank you, folks. See you next week. Next. Starring William Bendix and presented by the American Meat Institute next week at the same time. You'll enjoy William Bendix in the Edward Small Motion Picture, Abroad with Two Yanks, coming soon at your local theater. The Life of Riley was directed by Don Bernard, with music by Lou Coslaw. This is Wendell Niles in Hollywood, pinch hitting for Brother Ken, saying, See you next week. This is the Blue Network. <laughs>